Welcome, Pramida. Welcome to the Boney Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We were just talking about how you're in Oregon. Oregon. How do you put Is it Oregon or Oregon? Uh, I guess the grammatical way to say is Oregon. But okay. yeah, I think we, we say it any way we want because it is supposed to be a hippie, cool state, right? So <laughs> yeah. We can make our own rules. So the, we're, we're, uh, you said there's a small community of Bangladeshis there? Yes, uh, about 500 uh, people, I would say. It is growing slowly, but it is, it is still uh, very small compared to so other places. We were just talking about how you were saying that it's predominantly rural and that those areas are, are very red and conservative, Republican, but there's the, the, the cities are mostly blue and urban. Uh, and, and liberal leaning, but you're saying that some of the part of the rural areas want to secede from Oregon? Uh, yes, so uh, during this election, um, in some counties, uh, there was um, there was a, a question on the ballot that whether they want to uh, join Idaho and secede from Oregon and those ballot measures passed. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see uh, how it pans out eventually. I'm sure there are a lot of restrictions and uh, uh, regulations that they have to go through if they really want to secede. But it, it, was an, uh, it was an interesting news and it is an interesting politics to watch. Wow, I didn't know uh, that was even possible. I don't I've never heard of, a, <laughs> I've never heard of, I've heard of states trying to secede from the country the United States, but never uh, areas of one state trying to secede and going into another state. I find that fascinating. Yes, it, it is. Um, I guess in a way it's wonderful to see how you have a voice in the democracy yeah. and it gives you a choice and there are different options that you can choose and pick for and fight for. So in, in that way, it, it is uh, wonderful that it's giving people voice. Absolutely. And so you, did you grow up in Bangladesh? Yes, I, um, I was born in Bangladesh. I grew up there. I did my bachelor's from there. And then I came to the U.S. Uh, to pursue Ph.D. degree. Wow. And um, is when someone from Bangladesh wants to pursue their Ph.D. Uh, in the U.S., how difficult is that? How difficult is it to get into a PhD program from all this here? Um, it is difficult. Like if you think about like there are what 170 million people in Bangladesh and only maybe a couple of thousand uh, at most come to the US um, for higher degrees. So it, it is, it is diff, uh, difficult. So first of all, you have to get a bachelor's degree from, an, uh, from a uh, good accredited university. And after that, you have to sit for TOEFL and GRE and the application process itself is expensive. And you need to have a good internet. You need to have good network with people uh, in the US or in the school. You have to communicate with them regularly. So it, it, it is not an easy task. So you basically have to be like the top of the top, right? Like you can't, you can't be an average, you have to be a top student to be able to get in, right? Um, 
Well, uh, I I would not say that you have to be top. You can be average, but you need to you need to know how the U.S. admission system works mm. and play by its rules. I would say that. Okay, got it, got it. Um, but uh, so I know. So we're we're talking because we we uh, featured you on our Instagram page. You started an app, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, an app that uh, is used to listen to uh, audio Bangla books. Uh, t- tell us about how that started, um, and what, what were some of the reasons for you starting that? Um, our uh, name of name of our app is Shuni Bangla Audiobook Library. So it started. Um, uh, the, when we started it, the focus was, and it still is, the main focus is that we want to build a digital library. Um, and it started uh, because a couple of years ago, uh, I got injured in a car accident and um, I got disabled. And one of the disabilities is that uh, I cannot read very well. Uh, so I used to read a lot of books. I liked books, and especially when I was sick and I was home for such a long time and I could not read, it was uh, kind of making me crazy. And uh, then I found out that through our local libraries, local American libraries, I can listen to audiobooks. And um, they were kind of a lifesaver. I started listening and um then uh, the thought came to me that uh, well i am lucky that i am here and even with my disability i can access these books but i i'm sure that there are many people in bangladesh who who are like me or they may have some other type of visual disabilities and they do not have this option um uh, Luckily, at that time, uh, uh, one of my friends, Rubaya, uh, she wanted to start a startup. She finished her MBA and she wanted to do something of her own. So Rubaya, I, and uh, we have another friend, Rizwana, who is a computer engineer. So we got together and then we thought about uh, doing different things and then we kind of, picked this uh, audiobook library idea that we want, and there are a couple of reasons for that. One is that, of course, audiobook, it helps with visually disabled people to, it helps with the senior citizens uh, to access books. And it also helps, you know, the busy commuters or the housewives who are too busy with chores that they don't have time to read books. Maybe they can listen to books when they are working so we wanted to do audio books. At the same time, instead of uh, just instead of being a for-profit business where we just like sell books and make money, we wanted to um, be a, a social entrepreneurship. So we thought that it should, it must have a library focus. So yes, we'll make book, audio books and we'll sell them but there would always be a a digital library in our app that anyone and everyone can access from anywhere uh, in the world. 
and they would be able to listen to these uh, Bangla books written by Bangladeshi authors. And we would curate books. Um, by curate, I mean that we really focus on the quality of the book, books and uh, we focus on the authors that we are representing. Like instead of just picking the best selling author, we, we, would, we would carefully think about um, uh, the style of the author, the books that uh, he or she has written and then make audio of those. So it, you can say that it is uh, many, uh, many of our ideas, our passion, uh, our love for Bangladesh, all of, all of those are kind of, um, uh, kind of uh, bound together in this uh, audiobook library app idea. Wow, so it sounds like um, none of you come from this industry, right? None of you come from this startup industry. So how did you come about? I know you have one engineer you just mentioned, but how did you learn about how to start, you know, a, uh, begin with a startup, uh, marketing, you know, sourcing books? There's so much involved in that. How, how did you learn that? Um, we're still learning. Uh, uh... Uh, as I said, that one of us is MBA, and then uh, uh, two two of us are engineers. But I think the most important aspect of us is that we are good observers, and I believe we are good with common sense, mm. um, and that kind of helps us with the marketing thing and managing thing, because mm. uh, we we watch uh, how. Uh, like if, if you read the stories of how Amazon was built and um, how Facebook was uh, was built, we, we, we have read those stories. We read uh, newspaper articles and I personally, I'm, um, I'm a big fan of behavioral economics and I oh, have sorry. been studying these uh, for a uh, past couple of years. So we, we actually, um, use all these skills that we have gathered uh, throughout our lives, I would say. And we are, again, we are using all these skills to bring this app into fruition. Um, I, I downloaded the app. I think it's great. And I noticed that you also have podcasts. And you know, obviously, I love podcasts. I host a podcast. How, how are you sourcing podcast uh, material also? So um, the reason of podcast was that we felt like that there is a lot of information out there, uh, but for an ordinary person or even for uh, a skilled person, it is difficult to find good quality information. Uh, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to uh, focus on some important topics uh, <clears throat> for, say, students or uh, for uh, people in general. And we went out and we, uh, and we uh, found these 
specialists who are trained on those and they might be from bangladesh or they might be uh, uh, living in uh, in somewhere else but but we made it a point to finding out uh, those people who are uh, from bangladesh background so they understand the bangladesh culture but also they are trained uh, in in that specialty skill uh, like we have Sharmin Banuapu, who is uh, trained as a life coach. We have Tahmina Banuapu, who is trained as a special education teacher. We have Tanfir Hussein, who is a uh, scientist. So we we uh, we reach out to them, and uh, we have been uh, specially blessed that they have. Um, uh, they have always uh, collaborated with us and collaborating with us um, to on on these specific topics that we think will add value to listeners' life. Mm. So, and there, so there. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So, are the are the hosts here, or are they in Bangladesh? Um, some of them are here some of them are uh, uh, either in bangladesh or in singapore or in australia so they are uh, from all over the place and another thing we are doing with podcast if you look look at them you'll see that we are kind of focusing um, young people who are um, i would say kind of um, Trail, trailblazer in in their own way, uh, like um, uh, the founder of Bhumijo, Tonu. Uh, she is a wonderful architect who has her own um, startup that mm. uh, builds public toilets around Bangladesh. Oh, wow. We have Fuara from Potter Bibi who built this brand uh, just by herself from uh, a very humble beginning. So we are always looking out for people like th like them who are special and who have proven themselves and they have an interesting, inspiring story to tell. It, is your target audience uh, in Bangladesh or is your target audience uh, people here or, 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 is it, or is it both? It is kind of both. It's, I would say it's about 50-50. Um, okay. Because since we are uh, non-resident Bangladeshis, we, we do feel strongly we have a deep connection with this community. And um, so we want to represent them. And of course, uh, Bangladesh is where we come from. So uh, of course. For, the, for the people here, um, do, you, do you think that someone that, let's say, would listen to a Bangla book do you think they need to, for most of the titles, do you think they need to be able to speak Bangla very well? Or do you think a lot of them, like, Amar Bangla Bhalo, Amar Bangla Tharapna, Amar Bangla but it's not, it's not, um, you know, I, I probably don't understand Bangla, complex Bangla, like I do understand complex uh, English. And I think Amar, Right? Do you think they can understand some of some of the titles, even if, if they're like me? Um, of course, uh, because first of all, uh, 
you'd say, see that the narration of audiobooks is it is at a much slower pace okay. than conversational uh, Bangla. Uh, that helps, and um, and then uh, unless the book is in a colloquial language, uh, if it's written in standard Bangla, uh, then uh, I don't I don't think we would anyone would have issues understanding. And the mm. other thing I would say that, um, like for me, for whom uh, English is a second language, like when I when I try to read Jane Austen or uh, when mm -hmm. I listen to Shakespeare, there are many things that I don't understand, but you, you grasp the idea of the books, you feel the emotion of the books. So yeah. I'm hoping it would be the same with uh, with the Bangla books. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, one of the reasons why I've retained my Bangla and I speak it still well, I think, you know, comparatively well, even though I spent, I, I grew up here is because I speak to my parents in Bangla, my, my siblings know a lot, half the time in Bangla. So I think just having the something like this, just access to it, um, just listening to, you know, hearing it, um, you know, is, is helpful in retaining Bangla because I think it's it's really important. Thank you. Yeah, I um, what what sort of uh, things have you? Uh, what sort of what sort of advantages do you think like the audio books have compared to to physical books? And then I also just wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask earlier: Is are you now able to read physical books? Um, I uh, I'll go with the second question first. Mm -hmm. um, uh, now my uh, reading capabilities have improved a lot, so mm -hmm. um, I am good enough to work uh, a uh, a good number of work, good number of hours every day. Uh, but then what that does is that that drains me. So in theory, yes, I can read a book, but then I would probably not have energy left to do anything else. So I have to choose, like, do I want mm. to do my office work or do I want to do my chores or do I just want to read the book? Mm. So, so in that sense, um, uh, audio books are still wonderful for me. And uh, the advantage I see with the audio books is that, um, you know, nowadays everyone is busy and um, there are so many things to do. And um, like just the thought of like uh, getting the paper book and carrying it everywhere around, everywhere with you so you can read it whenever you have time. Uh, that itself is probably too much for some people. So audiobook is just an, it, it is just a more accessible way for you to be with books. Um, now, some people would say that uh, since usually we are multitasking while we're reading audiobooks, maybe you are not 100% into it. Maybe you are not understanding every single word of every single page. But to me, it's fine. Uh, even if I'm getting 20% from the book, um, I'm happy with that. I, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's improved uh, greatly. So, but you also have. So, you have a full-time job as well. You're you're a patent, patent examiner, correct? Yes. How, what does that involve? Um, I actually started uh, recently 
as a patent examiner. So um, the day-to-day -day job of an examiner is to, I would say, um, so when, when there is a new patent application comes, uh, what you have to do is you have to read the application, understand what is the new invention. Then um, you have to look at the literature to see if something has been something has been already done before like this um, and then you uh, based on that data based on your literature study you then have to make a decision of whether to accept or reject the application mm. you know i recently filed uh, not recently about a year ago went through the process of uh, trademarking the bengalis of new york logo and it was such a long process I, uh, so i uh so I can appreciate like how much work that is uh, you know, on, on your side. Uh, so I know it's pat trademark and patent are different, but you know it's it's still that same umbrella of uh, you know pr protection, uh, IP protection. Yeah, thank you. We we also went through a very long process of uh, trademarking our Shuni logo. Mm. So yeah, I, I I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> so um, one one thing I ask a lot of entrepreneurs is how do you manage time, and I think it's actually probably even more, I'm interested even more with your answer, how you manage time, because not only are you managing time, but you also have to manage your, you know, again, like you were saying earlier about your, with your disability and not being completely drained. How, how, you, how do you manage all of that? What are some tips? Um, when I started working on the app, at that time I was on medical leave because I was too sick to work. Mm -hmm. So we, we did the brainstorming parts during that time um, and it helped to have like really long conversations among us partners to decide what we are going to do how we are going to do i think what happened with time that now we can realize our mistakes sooner so so uh, once we realize that what we were doing was wrong or what we were thinking was wrong we can just drop it and uh, go to plan b mm. and we have also been lucky uh, in a sense that we have been able to build a very good support system around us mm. um, like uh, the three of us we kind of have our own skills we interact very well and we also have a, a good network of uh, narrators and other people who support uh, the app work and it makes life a lot easy well and do you what do you how about in bangladesh how are you getting the word out in bangladesh uh, uh, yeah how are, you, how are you doing that um initially it was uh, friends and families mm -hmm. uh, but now we we are reaching out and doing collaboration with different organizations at different levels and we do have plan, uh, do have plans to do more reach out when uh, COVID is under control and uh, people are going out, uh, kids are going to school. We, we hope to do more uh, reach out at that time, like physically going to the schools or colleges um, and talking to the listeners directly. Is there a market for audiobooks in Bangladesh? 
that is a good question. Um, in a sense, like when you say market, I would say like, uh, is the question that would people listen to audiobooks? Then my answer would be yes. If the question is that, can you sell audiobooks and make a good profit? Then that is a question mark mm -hmm. because I'm not sure even if, like even in America, how much profit the audiobook um, publishers uh, make just mm -hmm. by this product. So yeah, that, that question is yet to be answered. Understood, yeah. I, I've been curious about that with, in about podcasts too, because I noticed there's really aren't, you know, large podcast platforms in Bangladesh. And I was curious if there was a market for that. And yeah, I haven't really been able to find, I would think podcasts would be something that is, um, you know, uh, that would be appealing for most people in Bangladesh because, you know, there's so much traffic. It's a great, you know, people are in traffic mm -hmm. all, all the time. It's something to listen to. We're in cars going from one place. And also podcasts and audiobooks too don't require the the bandwidth that mm -hmm. like let's say watching a video on YouTube does. So I would think that um, actually no, it, it requires no bandwidth because if you just download mm -hmm. it to the phone. Yes. I, I, I think that um, you know that I, I always thought that there's a huge market for Bangladesh related to that. Um, but yeah, I, I could be wrong. I, 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 but I think it's great. I mean. I, I think it's you know great that you started this, and I, I I don't know if there's any competitors, but yeah, I I hope I hope it goes well. Um, Thank you. Yes, we also uh, we we also expect or we we estimate that there is a big market and big demand. Now, um, introducing something new and making it a habit that always requires quite a bit of work. Yeah. Uh, so maybe in a couple of years, people will be more accepting of these new uh, features. When was the last time you went to Bangladesh? I actually went in um, 2019. Yes, I went. I went in 2019 around October. Hmm. Where, um, where, uh, where in Bangladesh are you from? Well, so my parents are. Uh, originally from Bhola in Borishal, but I was born in Rangpur, but then I grew up in Naranganj, and now my uh, mom lives in uh, Shabhar, so I'm from all oh, wow. over the place. Oh, wow. I was born in Borishal. Um, oh. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't, I, I went back in 2014. I'm excited to, I wanted to go this year, but COVID happened, but inshallah next year, I'll make a trip. I mean, I'm really, uh, Looking forward to it because I know I, I've heard from everybody that it's changed a lot since 2014. Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it has changed. Yeah, I hope you get to make that trip. Yeah. Um, so, do do you are you enjoying being sort of you know? Because I know you, I, I I looked at your LinkedIn and you've worked for you know large companies and you you know you've been an employee. Like, are you enjoying being an mm -hmm. entrepreneur? I am actually. I'm enjoying it. Uh, very much it it is a lot of lot of freedom independence and responsibility uh, at the same time and you get to try out your ideas you get get to do problem solving uh, quite frequently and 
you are working for your vision, your goal. So I, I think it's wonderful. Is your uh, family uh, supportive of it? Um, uh, my husband is not so much, but everyone <laughs> else is <laughs> very helpful and supportive. Yeah, you know, because uh, yeah, you know, entrepreneurship is it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, career here. I mean, so I don't know, like Bangladesh. I, I talk, I have a lot of entrepreneurs on on the show, and we always talk about this. And a lot of the younger people, they always say their parents are not very supportive of it. And everybody, obviously, you know, they, they their parents want them to be doctors, engineers, and things like mm -hmm. that. And I mean. Mm -hmm. You, know, you were an engineer, so you know you, you obviously actually you did you actually um, were successful in that. But uh, a lot of a lot of the people I speak to, their parents are not supportive of entrepreneurship. Partly, I think, and we uh, partly I think, and this is just me, is the whole idea in Bangladesh, like the, of businesses, has like a negative connotation. I think. Yes. Like like Bep, you know, Bepsha, it's like kind of like it's in at least in Bangladesh, a lot of it is sleazy, and you know, you're not, it's not stable. So parents yes. here kind of push their kids to, you know, jobs that are more stable. Um, what do you yes. think about that? Uh, you are um, uh, very right. There is a, this stereotyping in Bangladesh that uh, business is not for good people and especially yeah. not for uh, girls. Mm. Um, uh, but I, what I see is that nowadays uh, it is changing. Uh, and I, I'm, I hope it is changing for good because um, I see a lot of young girls and uh, even young men, they, they want to do their own thing. Uh, uh, they would work as a freelance or they would set up their own small business, especially yeah. with, the, with, um, with this growth of internet, it, it is spreading more. Um, mm. So I do hope that parents will be more uh, supportive of it the other thing i i think that uh, that is a big deal for entrepreneurs is that getting that investment right mm. uh, in usa there are some channels where you can go and try uh, in bangladesh uh, getting that initial investment it is very tough and uh, i would assume that uh, parents don't want to risk their savings uh, as an investment uh, to the kids, so mm. that is that that is another thing that kind of uh, holds them back. Um, uh, but as more people come and uh, start to build a system, I think it will get easier for the future generation to do it. Yeah, through this podcast, I've had the fortune of being able to speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, even in Bangladesh. I've actually recently had a number of entrepreneurs in Bangladesh. Um, and they're doing amazing things. Um, and there's actually a lot of people like me that, you know, like us uh, that, that are, you know, went to school, went to university here, and now they're going back to Bangladesh and starting companies. Uh, so it's exciting to see. And I, I have a friend that actually went back to Bangladesh who's starting a venture capital fund there. So he's bringing in, in you know, international funding uh, to Bangladesh companies. So what you just said, um, you know, is very is very true, and especially now that U.S. companies and other com uh, um, Western companies are seeing the potential in um, in the not only the people but the market in Bangladesh. 
they're willing to you know invest more money i mean i'm, I'm sure you've heard of patao right patao is is massive yes um yes and they they got a lot of funding in the u.s and they, you know they're doing really well and you know, that's because of that and there's other a lot of other companies now are investing in bangladesh and investing in the young people in bangladesh who are you know very young you know that that are that are really promising so it's it's great to see and some of them and a lot of them are actually uh female so that's great to see also yes and uh the uh way i think it is that um for bangladesh we need to solve our problems our own way mm -hmm. so uh, i i guess in uh, maybe five ten years ago there was a trend to copy whatever is working in the western world and just do it in bangladesh that way but that mm. doesn't really solve the problems but nowadays uh, the entrepreneurs they are smarter so they know how to they know to learn from the solutions that are outside but when they uh, employ it in bangladesh they kind of have their own twist and make it uh, uh, more acceptable to that market. And uh, that's why they are uh, having more success. So it's mm -hmm. a very good good trend. Yeah, that's very interesting. One thing I wanted to ask you about your app is, do you have good, uh, do you have a sense of where people are downloading your app in Bangladesh? Is it, is it uh, Android, iOS? Do you have statistics around that? Or is, is that something yeah. that, uh, I mean, even if, is that something you're able to share? Uh, yes, in general, in Bangladesh, uh, there are not many uh, iOS users, mm. so most most of them are Android. Okay, okay, yeah, I, 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 that's what I, that's what I figured. And um, and and is the is the Bangladesh, are you able to are you able to obtain um, like stats or metrics around the users? Uh, you know, because I, I, I don't know how the privacy laws work in Bangladesh. Like, is that are you able to have, are you able to do you have access to that information well uh, we actually since we are a us company we are bound by us privacy laws okay and we also have to follow the european privacy laws so we uh, don't really uh, uh, track users or collect okay. information from them except for what is needed for registration and to gotcha. keep their account so we we try to get like as little information as possible what's the business model now so i downloaded the app obviously and it's free mm -hmm. i registered it was free so what what's the what's the what's the revenue model is there an upgrade fee how does it work um uh, one model would be uh, that we would start uh, selling the books so uh, there will always be some copies free available for free in the library section um, but for other users who want to have it in their own library and listen to their own time uh, they would be able to buy it uh, and we also hope to um, run sponsorships in our library section okay. and on the app like banner ads and okay. uh, get a revenue stream from that so right now, those two are our main um, revenue models that we are working. That's great. On. Any other exciting things uh, you have in the in the in the future that people should know about with Shuni Bangla? Uh, yes. So uh, we have talked about audiobooks so far, audiobooks and podcasts. But from Shuni, we are also launching a kids book program where mm. we would be publishing 
new original books for kids and there will be ebooks that will be available at Shuniap and also uh, other sites like Google and Kindle. And uh, we, um, we are focusing on kids because we really feel like that uh, we don't have enough good books for kids around. And uh, that is one of the reasons we are losing kids as readers. Mm. And if kids don't learn to learn to read or love to learn to read at young age, then it is difficult to make them readers when they are older. So, uh, and we, we uh, all three of us partners, we have young kids. And from that, we have started this venture. Right now, we have only one published book, but we are working on several other books. We are very excited for this project. That's great. Uh, I actually, um, one of our projects was actually to write a, Bangla, a children's book for Bangladeshi children in the U.S. I was working with, and I would actually love to introduce you because I feel I think you would, uh, uh, I think you would gain a lot from, to speak from each other, to each other. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a publishing house in California run by a Bangladeshi woman. Her name, her name is Raya Rahman. She, she runs Guba Publishing. Um, and they're doing a lot of a lot of that too. Uh, I don't know if they're going into audiobooks, but they're definitely they're doing a lot of physical books for Bangladeshi children here and in Bangladesh. Um, so I'll introduce you because I think you you definitely benefit from. Oh, that would here. be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's a great market. I'm glad uh, you're doing what you're doing. I'm gonna start listening to some of um, some of the stuff on the app. Um, like I said, it's just like just listening to it, you know, to Bangladesh, you know, helps you retain it. And I think it's really important. I, I hate that, I hate that, uh, you know, I hate that when I see that younger people not being able to communicate in Bangla, you know, to their parents. Um, I think it's uh, something that's, how old are your children, by the way? Oh, I just only have one and he is five. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, how does he, does he uh, use the app? Um, no, he is into games, so <laughs> yeah. he is, <laughs> he's always playing video games, but he yeah. has started to read ebooks in, uh, on the phone, uh, from the local library. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that once our book, our ebooks are, uh, on the Shuni app, maybe he will, uh, be interested in reading those. What games does he play? Uh, I'm sorry? What games does he play? Oh, Roblox. Oh my God, Roblox. And, is, uh, it's crazy. It's a whole new world, right? Yes, Roblox, Minecraft, and there are some racing games. Oh my and, God. Uh, and also uh, uh, PBS Kids, because I really, really like PBS Kids. I love PBS uh, Kids. Their programs are phenomenal and their games yeah. are very uh, educational. So I try to push him to play uh, PBS Kids. But when I'm not around, he'll be on Roblox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but they do Roblox. Yeah, my, I have nephews that are seven and four, and yeah, they're on the seven-year-old is on Roblox all day. Um, yeah, one good thing that Roblox has is that it has really strict um, messaging filters because I don't even understand some of the. I try he messages me sometimes. And they don't let any of my messages through. And it's not even, it's like, so I think that's good. So in that regard, it's good. 
but there are yes. so many games on there. It's shocking, and I, you know, I, I wonder if there's a way to, tar- there's a way to make Roblox games educational. I know there's like thousands, thousands of games. I was thinking about that. Is, is there a way to make Roblox games educational and also just incorporate Bangla into that? That's an interesting thing to look into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Minecraft is obviously another one. It's, it's mm-hmm. huge. Um, but it was great talking to you. Um, anything else that uh, you you know want people to know? Obviously, the app is available on both the Play and the Play Store and the uh, iOS Store, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, I hope people download it. Um, we'll obviously we sh- I, I know we shared it on our on our Instagram. We'll share it again once this podcast publishes. But um, it was great having you on. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from you again. And hopefully, you'll come back when you have other stuff going on. Thank you very much. And um, from uh, Shuni, we would love to um, start collaborating with uh, Bengalis of New York. If you are interested, we can we can host your po- podcast, or we can um, you can have your own different types of podcast if you want with us. And we can feature the articles. We can uh, promote each other on social media, or of if there course. is any specific thing. Like especially for second generation and third generation Bangladeshis, I think it's very important for us to give them a big voice to hear their concerns and hear their point of views of things. Because as you said, most of us parents, we want to kind of push our ideas onto them, which is not right. Mm -hmm. So we we would be very uh, interested to do any project where we focus on second and third generation Bangladeshis. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would love to definitely, definitely talk about that some more. I definitely am interested in that. I've been thinking about how to tap into the longest market when it comes to podcasts and content. So that's definitely something we should, we should talk about. But uh, yeah, great having you. Um, we'll talk again soon. Thank you.